Uh, welcome to Cashing in the Northwest. You know, this is the official podcast of Geo Woodstock 18 in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week, we're going to talk about caches and caches from here and all around the globe. So while you're suffering from a brain freeze, we'll be caching in the Northwest. Oh, brain freeze. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, that means that means it's time to bring in our brain freeze baboon. Some say he treats COs the same way a lion tamer treats lions. And others say he spent three months in an outpatient earth cash rehab facility. All we know is he's called Land Monkey. Hello, my friends. So good to see everybody. So good to see everybody online already chatting away in the chat group. You guys are all awesome. And so good to see our guest, Mr. Rock Chuck, one of my favorite hiking partners. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm doing well, Jim, Chris. Oh, very well. Thank you. Fantastico. Uh, yeah. And speaking of brain freezes, if people aren't following pop culture, it's July 11th. It's 7-11 day. Oh, there we go. Nicely done, my friend. Yeah, you know, I, know. I okay. knew about it this morning. I was out and about. I completely forgot. My son came home with this, so I stole it from him. <laughs> <laughs> so here you go. You know, it's a special 7.11 ounce cup. Ooh, I you can't get just any size cup. You have to I didn't realize they, they did that because ours are in milliliters. So oh. I had no idea that that was a thing. That's it's 7.11 milliliters in Canada. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, the first one I've ever seen. Say what? That's the first. I've never, I've never gone on 7-Eleven. Mm. Oh. That's the first one I've ever seen. You're not, not a fan of the there. Slurpees? Uh, no. Fair it's enough. On, it's on that list of don't care. <laughs> big list man <laughs> sorry are you a slurpee or an icy fan and apparently there's a difference but i don't know what it is that's also on the list of don't care oh, <laughs> icy <yeah>. bear. Right. <laughs> although i gotta say icy bear totally reminds me of the trip the three of us did with mrs land monkey down to the original stash mm -hmm. where we found the rolled up uh of icy, icy bear, bear. <laughs> that was a ton of fun and not on the list of don't care there you go. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, tonight we are going to talk about Mystery at the Museum, which everybody's talking about today because it launched and went live. Um, and uh, I'm sure a number of us are fumbling our way through it. So we've brought in the uh, reporter from the field, Rock Chalk, to give us some insight and uh, help us make our way gracefully through the Mystery at the Museum. And then we're going to segue and talk a little bit about geocaching etiquette because you've written some pretty cool blog posts that maybe not everybody's seen yet that I think everybody should. So we're looking forward to talking to you about that. All right. Big thumbs up. All right. <laughs> it's ready. I, I have to point out that since Mystery, I, I heard just before the show, since Mystery at the Museum launched, uh, Rock Chalk, you might be a little bit tired. <laughs> yeah, I... I uh... The, the intended effect uh, took place with, with me unexpectedly. I, I thought to myself that I would just kind of go cashing over the next month and, you know, would just kind of find clues randomly as I went cashing because that's usually how I handle promotions. I, I don't really normally get into them all that much personally, but as I was sitting at the office today and I thought, well, I should at least try to get that first one, which is the detective and use the filters just so I can know how to do it. thought that would be important. I mean, I helped out with testing, but thanks for uh, doing that tonight before the show. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> right. So, uh, 
so anyway, I, I, I found a couple possibilities and they were all on my, I, I bike to and from work. And uh, the only possibilities though were on the longer bike ride home. And I thought, okay, well, I'll go ahead and do that, you know. And so I, I got to one, and I, I found that I found that first one, the detective, and and logged it. And then it opens up the next couple, and you got to do the I think the fingerprint, the shadow, and the uh, footprint. <laughs> and I was then doing the filters, and was like, okay, there's a few more over there. Oh, that's just a little bit off my route. It's not that far. I could maybe do that one. And before I knew it, I had biked way too far, and. Uh, I'm feeling the effects now, but yeah, I'm going to have to have a word with the marketing people tomorrow morning because I, uh, it, it zapped me, uh, <laughs> but it did what they wanted it to do. You know, I, I didn't really think that I, like I said, I, I didn't think I'd be all that into it, but I kind of found myself like, no, okay. I, I'm, I did that one. Let's see if maybe I can do a few more. So, uh, I've gotten a little bit hooked on it. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, and uh, we're going to get into more of that and help other people understand how to uh, get more hooked into it and at least be able to maximize their enjoyment of that experience. But before we do that, we want to make a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming each and every week. And a special thanks to Landsharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. And folks, if you want to know more about supporting this podcast, click that Patreon link on the caching nw.com website that's right go click that while you're there you might see something we enjoy called a glow that's a geocaching log of the week and whether you read it whether you wrote it we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better we need your glows you know what send an email or a field recording that's a recording you do out on the field in your smartphone and send it to feedback at cachingnw.com. You can call into 253-693-TFTC or use the voicemail tool right there on the website. You see all these options we've given you? Mm -hmm. Show us how you grow. That's right. And you know who took one of those paths this week? Was Keepers of the Cash Flow sent in a glow for their 500th find. Congrats for that. I remember that milestone for me. That was a great one. And the glow this week reads... Started today's adventure going to the nearby Emerald Lake, Alberta, Canada, for some fishing. No, we did not find any fish, and the baby tried to go swimming in the lake by himself. Okay, he was wearing a life jacket. We did have him attached via a tether, keeping him from getting too far, and all is well with the baby. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. We found the cache at Emerald Lake, and I moved over to this two years lonely location. That's GC6GWWW. It's for the World Wide Web. Yeah. Or that's uh, GC6, what, golf, whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. Everybody break out the whiskey. <laughs> Either way, that sounds pretty good. Like a triple shot of whiskey <laughs> right there. Okay. Found the trailhead, mentioned vaguely in the description. Sass Cash remained in the car with the hedge ham, and Stash Cash went on his own. A lack of bug spray. I prepared for the impending feeding fest by covering myself in my hip waders, hoodie, and hat. Making my way through a small swamp, and I found a fairly decent hill making my way through, under, and around various fallen trees, which is very unpleasant in hip waders. I finally made my way to the top of the hill overlooking the lake. 
I looked to my GPS, found my bearings, followed my geosensors to where I felt the cache would be. Sure enough, I got to where I thought I should start looking, and the GPS bounced around for a minute before telling me that I was pretty much standing at ground zero. I checked for only a quick moment to find the Ziploc bag containing what remained of the logbook and pencil, after which I took some time and located what remained of its container. Funnily enough, previous logs mention only finding the lid, which I did not find. I've included the photo of what I discovered and will be marking this cache as needing to be archived. Also, slipped on a log on my way out and folded myself in half backwards, which was interesting. Still a great hike and a great view. I'm glad I brought an extra geocache with me to refresh the game board as soon as the area becomes available. Wow. Um, I would suggest not folding yourself in half backwards. If I possible. try to make a habit of not doing that, yeah. Because, wow. There's one thing that we really do well on this show, and it's give excellent advice. And I think that really falls under the category of excellent advice. Do not fold yourself in half backwards. Absolutely. And, you know, we give that after the fact, usually oh, not before, but perhaps you're going out now and you're thinking, hmm, I wonder if I should fold myself in half backwards. No, I heard on the podcast I shouldn't. That's right. You so, We're public, here to help, folks. Public service announcement from Caching the Northwest. That's You're welcome. <laughs> hey, we, you know, we mentioned all those ways to get in contact with us just before this. Now, Keepers of the Cash Flow sent this in via email, and he has received his um, glow badge instructions to put right there, the 2019 glow badge to put on his profile. But you can send it in many different ways. Limax called in. He has a milestone as well. Let's go ahead and play that now. Hello, gentlemen. This is Limax calling in with another milestone. I just found cash number 2424 today on a uh, puzzle called Rebus, which allowed me to get the detective clue for the new museum promotion. Was it uh, Mystery at the Museum? 2424 is a very interesting number because it is divisible by 101. 101 being the first palindromic prime that we've got. And there you go. Bye. <laughs> a lot of stretch for those math facts. I That's knew there would be a numeric story involved. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Limax. Uh, Limax, we can always count on you to bring a completely unforeseen math fact into geocaching. That's awesome, man. Thank you. How much fun is that? I mean, it makes you want to listen to say, what is he going to come up with this time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and congrats on the milestone. And mm -hmm. one of the other things I love about, uh, about Limax's calls in for milestones is it's never like, Oh, I hit 5,000 caches today. It's, it's always like some really crazy number and there's a reason for it. It's fun. It is. All right. Well, well, any news? Not really. I mean, we have a mystery at the museum promotion. Something I, I don't know much about it. I think we should just skip it and move on. <laughs> well, you know, uh, in uh, PNW ex uh, Geo Extravaganza news, uh, one thing I would want to shout out is for those who aren't aware, there is a uh, Facebook group that you can join where... Um, and Rock Talk, can you, can you remember what the name of that group is? I think it's. Uh, I could, I could figure it out here pretty quickly. All right, because um, I can't remember, and I didn't remember to put it in the show notes. So while I'm talking, Rock Talk's going to look it up. 
2020 Pacific Northwest Geocaching Celebration Community Group. Just uh, nice short name, easy to remember. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> but what I was going to do is just let people know that that exists. And if you have questions about any of the three major events going on in August 2020, so that would be the uh, 20th anniversary celebration in Seattle, Seattle Center area. That would be Going Ape um, 11. Yes. So in, in 2020. And of course, Geo Woodstock. Well, I shouldn't say of course. Of course to me. Geo Woodstock up here in British Columbia. Um, if you you got questions, you got thoughts, you've got fun comments you want to make about any of those three events, that's, that's definitely a place to go for that. So that Facebook group exists. I want to just encourage nice. you to get in there and contribute to it. Nice. August, August is also Chris of the Northwest birthday, but we won't mention that. Well, maybe that should be another event as well. It should be. <laughs> It'll probably be, be an actual giga event out of everything. <laughs> uh, and GSM Times 2 was nice enough to put the Facebook group name and link into the chat. Thank you, GSM Times 2. Thank you very much. What a guy. Isn't he, though? He is in so many ways. All right. And I'm not even being sarcastic. I totally legit legitimately <laughs> mean that. Thanks for pointing that out because sometimes we can't tell. I know, right? Yeah. Oh. Anyways, we were saying before that we were going to introduce our guest, and we did right off the start. We introduced our guest because we were so excited to have Rock Chalk back we're on. Always excited to have Rock Chalk here. And he's oh. a guest that rare, really doesn't need an introduction. But he gets them anyways. Yeah, I know. He's good. <laughs> what a lucky guy. Let us know. I am lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's feeling real lucky. Tonight. I can... I'm feeling it. I can see it in your face. All right. Well, hey, you know, before we get into the meat of tonight's topics, there are some questions that arose on Facebook for you, Chris, Rock Chalk. And I wanted to read them out and get your responses to them because they're kind of fun. And the first one's from uh, Selena Jeffries-Rotz. And she says, aside from trying to figure out what the latest geo challenge is, I also want to know the meaning behind Rock Chalk's geo name. She continues, I'm from Kansas, and that term is used here as sort of a college battle cry. Rock Chalk? Yeah, she she nailed it. Uh, we're, we're both from Kansas, and uh, Rock Chalk is uh, part of what's called the Rock Chalk Chant at the University of Kansas, which is my alma mater. And... Uh, and so that's where that's where it comes from. I, our our username originally was Running Jayhawks, my wife and I, and that just came from I was a runner. I, I ran at the University of Kansas on the track and cross country teams back when I was much much younger, and so we just kind of took that and made it Running Jayhawks. And then when I started working at uh, at Geocaching HQ, people would ask about our username when they would meet me in the visitor center at, at, at the office. And there would, there was always just some confusion about it because it was plural. People wanted to know how many people were on the team and did those people also work at HQ. And, and so I finally decided I wanted something that was slightly more ambiguous. And so I was shocked to find that rock chalk was available. And so I went ahead and changed it. And most often people assume that I'm a rock climber and uh, which is fine. I do climb some rocks, so sure, I'll go along with that. But but uh, the Facebook comment was right on the nose. It is from the University of Kansas. 
Excellent. All right. And in the same thread, there was another question that came from, and I'm going to apologize because I'm probably going to wreck her name, but uh, Leela Marill is how I interpret it. Um, feel free to email me and correct the pronunciation. And she said, uh, I was wondering if he was a casher or an actor. What about, <laughs> the, what about the female desk reporter, Gia Coyne? Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, it's been funny to watch some of the social media comments there was one the other that that was also pointed out to me was it said does anybody know what chris ronan is a reference to uh because i we figured out gia coin but we didn't know about about chris ronan what does that refer to which i thought was hilarious <laughs> sort of japanese um, warrior kind of right <laughs> right is that some well you know we had the teague ulmer museum and and gia coin and uh, uh, anyway, no, she is not an actor and I'm not an actor. Uh, she is, uh, Gia Coyne is actually, Jennifer is her real name and Jennifer is our director of, uh, legal and business affairs or vice, vice president of legal and business affairs. So, uh, and her original, her first job way back was she was a, a news reporter as was I. That was my first job. We both are journalism majors. And uh, so back well before I did what I do now, uh, I was I was I was in television. And so was she. And then but then she went the much smarter route than I did because she's much smarter than me. She became an attorney and got a law degree. And uh, and, and now that is her job at Geocaching HQ and has been for I think she's been here for seven or eight years. So when it came time to do this fun little video that they put together, they knew that both she and I had some experience in that field and uh, brought us in. So that's, that's how that worked out. Um, there was one other, uh, there were two other, oh, two other things. So just kind of behind the scenes stuff. One was the, the Geocoin thing that was totally spur of the moment as we were, as we were shooting the video uh, it, it was just one of those things where she knew nobody knows, knows who she is because she doesn't really have a public facing job. So she was like, well, wouldn't it be funny if we came up with a different name? And so they, they said that and, and came up with Geocoin, which I thought was great. And then they said, what about you? Do you want to do something else? And I said, well, I mean, enough people know me just by my name. It would be a little bit weird if, if I came up with a different name, but what I thought would have been the best one was webcam W E B B K A M. That would have been my, <laughs> my name, but uh, uh, again, totally spur of the moment. Uh, and then the other, I think kind of a funny behind the scenes thing was uh, if you remember, as I'm describing the uh, bank heist or the not bank, the museum heist, I mentioned that the the uh, burglars were in there for 81 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I assumed that that was a reference to the DT grid right. being 81. It's not at all. It apparently was uh, the marketing team when they were putting this whole thing together. Uh, there was actually a real life uh, burglary that took place, a, a big famous one back in the 60s or 70s. And 
They just saw that there was an 81 minute connection there. Oh, for Pete's And sake. they had no, it wasn't even in their minds that it had to do with the fizzy grid. As, as I was saying the whole thing, I just assumed that's, it was a clever, you know, we are, we said Teague Ulmer. We said some other, I thought 81 has, what else could it be but the fizzy grid? <laughs> yeah, I that's mean, what we all thought. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hilarious. It had nothing to do with the busy grid. So there's some more behind the scenes stuff for you. I, <laughs> I didn't find that out till I didn't find that out till yesterday. I was, uh, oh, wow. as I was, as I was preparing for this, I was talking to my fellow lackey who has kind of been the, the most involved with mystery at the museum, just kind of getting some answers to some questions from her. And she mentioned that about the 81 thing. She said, uh, what it was about. And I said, wait, that didn't, that wasn't related to the fizzy grid. And she said, no, it has nothing to do with fizzy. So anyway, just some inside baseball for you guys. That's hilarious. Very fun. Every geocacher assumed it was the fizzy grid. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was kind of a happy coincidence because I, I think that is, I mean, if it would have been any other number, it wouldn't have made sense really. So, mm -hmm. but it was a total just random Happy surprise that they used 81 in there. I figured since you have done the fizzy grid so many times, that was your little addition there. Yeah, I wish it was. I wish I was that clever, <laughs> but no, I'm not. And uh, uh, so, yeah, so there's your uh, answers about the stuff she asked about, but then also a few, <laughs> a few extras. There you go. That's awesome. And I know, Chris, you've got some questions for Rock Chalk here, but before we get into that, I just wanted to grab a couple things out of the chat. Um, you guys in the chat are awesome, as I always say, and, and you always prove it. Um, Udak says, uh, in response to finding out the journalism background, um, says, no wonder they were both so good on the video. So there oh, you go. Thank you very much. A little shout out from Udak. And um, Mr. Hippo, a geocacher from up here in Metro Vancouver, says, hey, Rock Chalk, thanks for coming all the way up here to grab our forgotten garden hide and replacing it up the tree. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the first comment, and, and that was nice to say that, um, as that was being recorded, uh, Gia coin went first and did her thing. And as she, she did it, I think twice, it was all she did. And the, after the second time I said to her, I said, that first one, I could tell that you were kind of getting your feet back under you, but the second one, like, she was on news report, like news anchor talk. There was just a cadence that goes with that. And I, she said, yeah, it's weird. It's like muscle memory. You know, you just kind of, <laughs> you know, you just kind of, um, and yeah, it, it's, it, it was, it was fun for both of us to do that. And hopefully people had fun with it. Nice. Also, uh, TWH writer says I Googled 81 minutes to see if it was significant. <laughs> I didn't well, that, know anything about fizzy grids. <laughs> well, that, you know, that was something that was a lot of fun was to watch how people were trying to dissect the whole thing and every, and every word of it, because, you know, sometimes we do have little Easter eggs in stuff that we do. Um, but in this case, <laughs> there was, there was not quite as much to it as, as people thought there might've been. So, but it was still fun watching folks, in various uh, forums and social media, you know, trying to figure out what might've been uh, the, the hidden meaning behind the words. Nice. And it was just a happy coincidence. 
Well, as you know, and you've already been sucked into the uh, whirlwind of mystery at the museum. Yeah. Is the primary field reporter. And, and I have to say, I'm slightly disappointed. You're not wearing a suit tonight. I, you know, I thought about that just about five minutes ago and but it, it, okay. it okay. would have been fitting. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you give us some insight into what's transpired and what geocachers can do to help? You can start by giving us some backstory on what this mystery is all about. Yeah. So if people didn't see the, the breaking news bulletins, uh, the gist of it is that authorities need your help solving this huge jewel heist, the biggest in history as it's, as it's said. So starting today through August 11th, uh, you start by getting briefed on the case and then find clues to track down the stolen jewels. And once you've found them, return them to the vault using the hidden code, because, of course, it couldn't just be find the stuff. The thieves change the code, too. So there's always that, uh, you know, throwing in that that extra little bit. So uh, once you found the jewels, return them to the vault using the hidden code that the thieves came up with and you will have solved the mystery at the museum. So you have until, until August 11th to go out and uh, find caches and do all that stuff. All right. So what's, what should geocachers do next to help solve the mystery? Yeah. So what you're, what you need to do is find these clues and, and these are digital artifacts that are hidden in geocaches. They help you solve the mystery at the museum. So you have to search for caches that contain the clues that you're looking for. And then you will collect the clue that's in that cache when you log the cache. So uh, the way to go about it is to use it. The way to go out and find the clues that you need is to use filters, either uh, using the search function on the website or within the, within the geocaching app. Uh, use those filters to seek out caches that contain the clues that you need. And then go out and find those caches and, and log them. And as you log them, as found, you will collect uh, the clue that's in that cache. Uh, you'll start off with the detective clue. That's the first one that you have to find. And once you've found that, it will open up three more uh, clues that you need to collect. And then once you've found those, as I found today, again, I'm playing this like everybody else, that will open up a few more. And... Uh, you collect all the clues to learn how to access the vault and uh, the mystery at the museum uh, page, either on the website or on your app. There's it's, it's there clearly marked on the app. So you can kind of keep track of your progress as you're working your way through all of these clues. So uh, we were talking before we started recording here and I was looking at my own app and trying to remember I've, I found the detective and then I found, I think a fingerprint and a uh, shadow. The other thing I said. No, no, I haven't found a shadow. I found a fingerprint and no, footprint. a footprint. Footprint. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, so I still need one more of each of those, and then I need two shadows. So I've already been looking at what kind of a bike ride I can do into work tomorrow to try to <laughs> to try to make that happen. But uh, uh, yeah, so um, yeah, that's kind of an overview of the kind of stuff that you have to do. So can you just tell Brian Roth tomorrow morning you need a nap when you get into work? I think, yeah, br yeah, Brian might might be willing to let me go into a dark room and take it easy for a while. Uh, I've, been taking, I've been taking one for the team. There you go. 
I had to do, I had to stay up late for the podcast. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, Brian's a sympathetic guy. I think he would, I think he would look out for me. There you go. Good to know. <laughs> um, so great insight and some, some really helpful background. Uh, a number of us have started playing. Um, there's probably a lot of people who haven't had a chance to yet because, you know, it's Thursday. Um, so a few questions. Uh, we had a few things come up out of the, the chat, which we'll get to in just a moment. But by when do you need to complete this? By when does the mystery need to be solved in order to earn your souvenirs? So you can collect clues up until August 11th. And there will be a 48-hour grace period there at the end to submit your drafts and your and your logs. So you need to make sure that you log your finds and your attended logs by August 14th at noon UTC in order to earn your souvenirs. So uh, personally, I'm going to try to get it done by August 11th just to be safe. But but again, there will be that that bit of a grace period to if you have any straggling drafts and logs that you need to get in. That happens. That happens. Mm -hmm. I've got mm -hmm. a friend who's a, at least a month behind in logging their caches. So yeah, yeah, I'm still way behind from this road trip that we did over the Independence Day week <laughs> last week. So yeah, mm -hmm. I've, I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm sympathetic to that myself. You know, we hear more about that road trip in the after show if you if you're willing. To say, it was just a four day weekend, but you had a whole week. Yeah, yeah, I went. Yeah, I won't go into all of it right now, right. but but. But yeah, I went to the Tri-Cities Mega and then used that as a launching point to go into Idaho and spent the week kind of driving around around that beautiful state. So uh, yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of logs to submit. <laughs> awesome. So a couple of comments from the chat that I'll throw out here. And uh, uh, Mr. Ronan, if you want to comment on any of them, feel free. Start Casher says he drove 50 miles for the closest detective <laughs> clue this evening. Did yeah. the search and going tomorrow evening to get the three uh, times two evidence caches by the upcoming, oh, near the upcoming Midwest Geobash. Figures it'll be about an 80 mile round trip. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a problem if you've got your local area cached out. You're going to have to travel to get some of these. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I've run into myself around just my my house. I've I've yeah. cleared out most of that area for whatever reason I haven't done as much caching near work. So there's some stare, but yeah, I'm, I, I can understand how folks would, would have to expand the radius a little bit in some cases to be able to track down the clues. Yeah. I've got a, a similar challenge out here. I've, I have a very limited number of caches that I can find. And one of them we tried to grab on the way home from work and DNF'd it. So I was like, Oh, mm. rats. So, well, you drive uh, to the U.S. The like every other week, so you're. I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I figure within a couple of weeks we should be okay. But yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I was really disappointed because we went and we got the detective clue, and I thought, all right, so now there's a bunch that I can find, and we're, we've got a paddle cache um, adventure coming up on Saturday. And I thought, okay, one of those caches must light up for this next group. None of them did. I thought, mm. are you kidding me? So. <laughs> We'll we'll have to work it for a little bit. But um back to Start Casher. He continues. He says, then, so the story continues. Uh, I will just cache as usual for the next few weeks, including the Midwest Geobash Mega and associated nearby caches, and then target anything specific needed if there's anything left. So there you go. 
Um, and I think there's probably a lot of us who are going to follow a similar, similar methodology, like get, get started. And if we've already got summer plans to go tackle a big road trip or whatever, we'll tackle that. And when it's done before our grace period runs out, we'll take a look and see, all right, what do we got left? What do we need to do to get this final souvenir? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, I, I had every intention of just kind of not paying much attention and just do my normal caching and whatever happens happens. But I just kind of got sucked in today. I, I, uh, I, I don't know. Didn't think it could happen to me, but it did. <laughs> You're not immune. I'm not immune. I'm not. <laughs> That's true. Well, is there any other perhaps breaking news that might be helpful to geocachers? Where can they find out more? And from the chat, geocaching with GSM times two says, will there be a follow-up news report? <laughs> uh, I can tell you we, I haven't been involved in any follow-up news reports yet, so okay. uh, I can't say for sure whether one might happen in the future, but there has, I have not been called to the camera yet. Um, mysteryatthemuseum.com, that's the, that's the best place to find information. It's kind of a, repo, a place with just links to the various FAQs and, and, and that sort of stuff. So mysteryatthemuseum.com. Uh, the only other thing that I would mention is that if you're using the geocaching app to hunt for clues, uh, make sure you have the latest version of the app. We've had a few folks who reported problems and it turns out they were using an older version of, mm. of, of, of the app. So just make sure that you're on the, the most up-to-date version. Uh, and that's really the main thing that I would uh, suggest to people at this point and have fun with it. It, it, it should be uh well, it's been fun for me so far, and and hopefully other people have have a good time with it too. Oh, I, I think we always do. Every summer is some new promotion. They're always fantastic. More comments from the chat. A question: Did every geocache in play get one clue? Um, I'm not totally sure about that. I don't think so. Um, okay. I don't think that. Every cache has a clue, but that's something that I would have to check into and uh, sure and ask about that. Yeah, that's okay. good. That's a that's a good question. I I did a quick search uh, this afternoon, and I was surprised to see some disabled caches have clues in them. Yeah, that was something that 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 we were talking about a little bit today too. And I think there might be an update coming up that would. Uh, that they would have tried to address that in some way because it also caught my eye and, and a few of us, the rest of us too. So um, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things where caches that are disabled at the start of the promotion and then are enabled during the promotion, that clue will, you know, it, it is available to people. Right. Um, right. But yeah, it is kind of, you know, just speaking for myself as a player, it was a little bit like, Oh my gosh, look at all this gray stuff that I, that's there, but I, I can't get the clue in it. So yeah, it was something that, that, that we were discussing a little bit today. But I mean, I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah. It, uh -huh. It's disabled. So that means it's still in play. It's just not in the best shape and you know, it could be revived and still be useful for this promotion. So, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sharners get out and do some maintenance, right? Exactly. <laughs> Also from GSM Times 2, on a, on a related note, will all new geocaches have detective clues throughout their promotion? 
Is that kind of so going the same like lines? If a cache gets published after today, would that's you... how I in interpret the question. Yeah, right. if it's a you know newly published cache. Right. Uh, yeah. Any new published new caches published between now and August 11th will all get the detective clue. Oh, nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right. Which is just the first clue. Right. You'll need 21 more after that. <laughs> <laughs> if Chris's math is right, and it probably is. Just just to get you started. Um, oh, Chris, did you want to read Dora Morris? Uh, will there be clues? What happens when you travel? Will there be clues far away that hold or that hold clues, or are they based to your home location? I can actually answer that one because I'm looking to do a trip tomorrow, and there are clues everywhere. It seems like all active geocaches have a clue of some sort. Um, you know, like like I said, there's going to be 22 available clues. So maybe not all the caches in an area are going to have everything you need. But um, you can do a search right now on the website or the app and, you know, say I'm looking for a clue. If you leave everything unchecked, it's going to pull up all the caches that have a clue associated with it. Um, if you're not ready for that step, let's say you, let's like me, I haven't done the detective one yet. So I don't know any of the others that are available. And it says, you know, this clue is hidden. You'll have to do a little more uh, detective work in order to discover what it is. So I can tell it has a detective clue. I just can't tell what it is or has a clue. I just can't tell what it's about. So, yes, I, I think, Almost all geocaches have a clue, all active geocaches, a clue of some sort. Rock Chalk, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I think Chris covered it pretty well. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I have brought up a, a point. Uh, it's some constructive feedback for HQ that uh, I noticed myself this morning. Um, events that have already transpired had clues, and that was kind of useless. So. Mm. <laughs> Well, right, it gives you yeah. a chance to go log that if you were. Right. <laughs> so just some, some feedback to take back to the team when they're yeah. putting their filters on. Yeah, if you forgot to log that attended log, you know, get on it. <laughs> you know, they're, they're active events. Like there's one that was a month ago. I looked at it and go, wait, are they doing this one again? Yeah. Um, it was a month ago. It has the detective clue on it. I'm like, oh, wait, it's, but it's old. But you know, according to the database, it's still an active event cache. Right. Right. So, yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it's a totally good point. And, uh, um, yeah, there, there's a couple little quirky things in there like that. Well, you know, this is the thing. It's, it's such a complex on the back end. everything, such a complex set of rules and everything. I'm sure. Um, yeah having a bit of an IT yeah. background yeah, I myself, I can only imagine. Yeah, it's, you, you know, to, to, air, to air is human, but to screw things up, you need a computer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I do want to give a shout out to the, to the team that worked on this because it is a, a, a more involved uh, setup than we've had for previous promotions mm -hmm. and uh, has, has been a lot of work for those folks. And I think for the most part, it's been, it's been pretty smooth, but there have definitely been, you know, a couple little bumps that, there always are going to be. And, uh, but, but for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm personally, and, and again, I'm, I'm obviously biased, but, but I'm, I'm impressed with, with what they came up with, because as I said before, I expected to just kind of think, Oh, whatever. But as I'm doing it, I'm like, Oh, this is pretty cool. This is a, 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 a neat, uh, 
little ecosystem that they've created. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to focus on, on just kind of having fun with that. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing we all need to, as geocachers, players of the game, keep in mind is that this go round was really a stretch from the last set, uh, all the previous really um, summer um, promotions. I think you, you call them promotions, right? Is that the correct? <laughs> we go back. I was asking the marketing people about that. Is it a promotion? Is it a challenge? Is it a souvenir? Yeah. So they, they, even they said we kind of bounce back and forth, but yeah, you know, they've been using leaderboard pretty consistently. And, and so I personally thought it was kind of refreshing that we did something a little bit different with this. And yeah. uh, it's, it's just kind of neat functionality, I think. Right. And to that point, um, I see we've got another comment from the, the chat that says, kudos to the team for coming up with a new idea. I like the concept, even if it will be hard for those of us who found everything around our home, which is, Chris, <laughs> your, your perspective. I've had the same challenge. I've seen a lot of people on social media vetching a little bit about, ah, I've got to do this. Um, but you know what? You've got a month. You, you got a month yeah. and get out there, go geocaching, have fun. Cash safe, and, cash often. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I was thinking about that too myself today. And that happens really with every promotion to some degree. Uh, you know, that if you found everything, uh, and it happens with when we do serving souvenirs for International Earth Cache Day. You'll have people say, well, I found all the Earth Caches. I'm like, well, what do you want us to do? Give you retroactive? <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you, you go know? and do that for? Do like Land Monkey. Leave all the Earth Caches by your house so you can have them for the <laughs> There you go. Right, right. Be like Wits End and don't find any of them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I found all the highly favorited caches around my you know, house. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, well. <laughs> Hashtag geocache road trip. That's all I can say, man. <laughs> Which was to the, the question that Dora Moore had before, right? Which was, if I go traveling, can I still collect these? And and you can. So mm -hmm. bonus on that. Um, Dora Moore had one other question that I want to get to before we start switching topics here. So Mr. Ronan, um, are the clues the same for all players? Now, she suggested that um, Marty the Caveman, her her uh, co-cacher may have had a slightly different list than hers. Do you know the answer to that? Uh, your friends will see the same clues that you do. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's the same clue. The universal. It's the same clue for everyone. Yeah. Okay. Well, that yeah. Answers, each cache has one clue type and right. everybody will see the same clue type for that cache. Nice. Correct. Um, Mr. Yeah. Mr. of the Northwest, did you want to read Iham's comment before you get into the next question? Um, he says, if the past event hiccup is the worst that happens, geocaching HQ is golden. Well, thank you. That's very nice. I will pass that on to the folks that, that have been working on this. I mean, I look at it and say, okay, so they've got some, uh, previous events that have already happened, you're dealing with 3 million plus records in a database. You know, if we're looking at 100 or 200, that's easily within the margin of error and it's <laughs> ignorable. So <laughs> there you go. That's all I have. All right. So Mr. Of the Northwest, why don't you lead us into our big segue here? Okay. So Mr. Eat the Museum we feel like this is going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of us have already been sucked into the vortex, but, uh, 
There's also been some other posts, blog posts at geocaching.com about geocaching etiquette. Um, let's talk about etiquette 201 first, finding and logging. You know, the first part was about logging your find online. Uh, what are the key messages HQ wants to communicate about logging finds? Well, the impetus for this, for these posts was that we often are asked to mediate various gameplay issues. Uh, people will write in with, with logging disputes or, uh, you know, uh, things of that nature. And, and also the, re- the reviewer community, they, they're often asked about it too. And, and, we often will give one-off answers and, and advice here or advice there, but we, we realized that we really didn't have a place where we had tried to address a number of the things that we hear about the most often. And so what we did was, uh, you know, just try to come up with a list of those most commonly asked questions and the topics that, that the reviewers hear about most often and that, that we get emails from the community about most often. And hopefully the end in mind being that we have a, a place to direct people uh, when some of these most commonly asked things uh, uh, come around. Um, it's, it's interesting for us because <laughs> we often find that uh, if something isn't spelled out in the guidelines in a very specific way, uh, people will try to dissect the words and, uh, and, and like, for instance, up until fairly recently, it wasn't in, it wasn't specified in the guidelines that you had to visit the posted court that you were supposed to visit the posted coordinates in order to claim a find on a cache or on a lab or what have you. Uh, and that was just because I think we assumed and, or whoever first wrote the guidelines and their various evolutions just assumed that people knew that, you know, where it's a location-based game. Yeah. You're anybody supposed to, <laughs> anybody with a brain would do that. You would think, well, <laughs> that's a little harsh, but yeah, yeah that's. I feel like you're trying to get at something with Zen, but yeah. So it, it's. I, no, I just, it, seems, it just seems obvious to me. Yeah. yeah. And I think it seems obvious to most people. And, and yet people would say, well, it's not written down there. So I don't know. I just assume that, we could do it this other way. And, and we thought, okay, whatever, let's, let's put this down in writing and uh, try to address some of these things that some more obvious than others. Um, Reminds me of a Brady Bunch episode about, you know, the exact (laughs) words. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, some people are just able to, look at that and say, okay, well, they didn't say that I couldn't do this, this, or this. So I guess I can. And in our mind, it was always, well, no, we just kind of, and most people know, you know, and I think most of the folks that are, that are watching tonight probably just know what the spirit of the game is and, and what kind of the right thing to do is in most cases. Uh, But what we found was we had to write, we had to make it, super, super clear, uh, for a couple of, again, some of those, we, we, we could have written a 
20-page blog post. I mean, we, we sure. could have gone on and on and on about a whole lot of other stuff because the original list was a lot longer, and we just tried to pare it down to the, the really top-of-the-list stuff. Um, so maybe there will be a you know, chapter two, some point, chapter three, some, somewhere down the road. But, uh, um, yeah, so that was, that was kind of the, again, kind of what, what, what we had in mind when we were putting this project together. I, I have to ask before I get into my next question, Rock Chalk, did you ever feel like as you were writing this, you were writing contents of this cup may be hot on the, <laughs> the McDonald's coffee cup? <laughs> A little bit. I mean, I, I, you know, we, we didn't want it to uh, seem like, oh, there's, there goes HQ again, telling everybody what to do or trying to be heavy handed or it wasn't that at all. We, we weren't trying to be prescriptive or to try to, you know, be the meanies that are making it not fun for anybody. It was truly, hey, we're asked about this stuff a lot. We get a lot of emails. Our community engagement team mediates a lot of disputes between people. And they're the ones that are more often than not sending responses that are akin to this cup is hot. Um, and, 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 and so, uh, you know, we, we, we were just trying to do it in a way that was instructive for people that for the people that maybe there really are some people out there that just don't know, but for the people that have been kind of just trying to skirt the general spirit of things, uh, just trying to make it really clear that, Hey, here's, here are the general best practices, the expectations that most of the community has. This is what you should be trying to, to do rather than trying to find, uh, you know, various ways around those expectations. Fair enough. And I think that segues us nicely into the next question we had for you, Chris, which is the article also mentions the concept of preserving the geocaching experience for others. And it, could you dive a little bit into what is meant by that? Well, it's what it's meant is that there are, there are some folks and it's a small percentage of the community, but they're still out there that, that, for whatever reason, what they in part of their enjoyment of the game is creating spoiler groups and sharing puzzle answers and sharing virtual answers and earth cache answers and, and, and things like that. And we get a lot of complaints about that. And people in the community ask us to do something, you know, please do something about this. And, and one thing that we tried to make as clear as we could uh, in the blog post was that there's some stuff we can't do anything about. Uh, you know, if somebody has set up a spoiler group, you know, a private Facebook group somewhere, uh, you know, there's, there's something of a limit as to what we can do, but just because we can't shut it down ourselves doesn't mean that we don't want to make it clear that, it's wrong. It's not something that the general community expects uh, to be an okay thing. And, you know, if we find out that that's, you're involved in, in making something like that possible, what we can do is, is, you know, look at your, your geocaching account and decide if there needs to be some action to that. So um, 
That, that sounded dramatic if people maybe missed that. <laughs> well, you know what, and what, what, what we said in the blog was that you know don't share answers to puzzles or labs or whatever, and because if you're doing that without the owner's permission, not only are you uh, ruining their efforts, but you're you risk losing your access to geocaching.com. So uh, again, we might not be able to affect what just using Facebook as an example, what they do on their platform or what some other entity does on their platform, there's a limit to our reach in that respect, but there isn't as much of a limit as, you know, when it comes to our own website. So if we have definitive proof that, you know, land monkey to use an example is, has an earth cash spoiler group somewhere and he's sharing all these answers and we can prove that then, okay, we'll give you a chance to stop. But if you decide you think it's fun and you're going to keep doing it, then it's probably going to affect your, your, your geocaching.com account. So um, we just wanted to put that out there because, because it has happened to people and there have been some folks whose accounts have been affected. And uh, we just wanted to make sure that that's public and people are aware of it. So they don't think that it's just, oh, there's nothing there's nothing they can do about this. They, they, you know, they're just going to let it keep going. Well, again, there might be a limit, but there isn't necessarily nothing that we can do. So yeah. uh, for the record, I want to point out that I do not have an earth cash Facebook. Well, not that we know of yet. It's hidden. Not that we I'll know send of you yet. the link in a little bit. It's hey, a super guys, private dark web group. I bet you guys really aren't helping at all. here. <laughs> Oh, you don't like it when it turns the other way. No, I don't like it when it turns me at all, to be quite honest about it. Um, Actually, you know, what's funny is I had had heard about Facebook puzzle groups. It it sounds very high and mighty, but I'd never gone to check any of them myself. I like solving puzzles myself or working with friends to solve puzzles. Um, I haven't gone out onto the web to, you know, other than like Googling um, answers to Googleable puzzles. Um, to try and find answers. I had no idea that people were putting earth cash answers out on the web. That's, oh, that, that hits me right in the heart. That's, that's evil. Well, and again, and, 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 and it goes to, cause some people say, we've heard this and people say, well, what am I, who am I hurting? You know, well, you're hurting the person that created the earth cash or the person that created the virtual or the person that created the puzzle or the adventure, <clears throat> the adventure lab. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, they didn't create this ex- experience so that people could just find the answer in some spoiler group. They created the experience so that someone would go to a place and have a, a location-based experience and not just sit behind a computer screen and and find this stuff in some internet group. So um, we feel like preserving that cash experience for the finders and for the hiders is a good thing for the game. And, and we're going to do our best to, to try to do that. That's awesome. I, I am really encouraged to hear that. Uh, obviously I loved the blog articles and, um, and, and reposted them immediately on Facebook and such, cause I thought they were, I thought they were amazing to be just really upfront about, Hey guys, look, this is the way the game's intended to be played. And if you don't want to play the game, you can choose not to play the game. But if you're going to mess up other people's games, we're probably going to have to have a talk. So <laughs> I, I, I like that. 
And um, I really appreciate that you've been really forthright about it on the show tonight as well, Rock Chuck. Well, and I, you know, I was interested to see how these would land with the community. And I, and for the most part, they've landed very well. I think, again, I think 99% of the community uh, plays the game the way it's supposed to be played and the way that we all expect that, that it will be played. This isn't uh, HQ saying this is how the game must be played and everybody listen. This is HQ reflecting what the community has said how the game should be played and and we've learned that through through personal interactions and feedback over the years and from talking with the with the reviewer community as well and and uh so we're just trying to reflect what is uh best practice in you know in various communities around the world nice uh i am says in the chat. In other words, you're trying to head off loopholery. <laughs> Is that a, that's a nice term. I like that. Yeah. yeah no, I, there's, there's a certain segment of folks that, and it, it's, again, I want to make sh- clear, this is a small percentage, um, but there definitely are people that, that for whatever reason, they like looking for loopholes and they like looking for, uh, you know, saying, I mean, it's just funny how many times you'll hear people say, well, you didn't like, with lab caches for the longest time, people would say, well, you didn't put in there that you had to go to the place and get the code yourself. Uh, and we just thought, God, are you serious? I mean, that's, isn't it obvious? <laughs> I mean, it's a, right. uh, the, the, there's plenty of other games that you can play that don't require you to leave your couch. You can play it from your, mm-hmm. from your couch or your chair or whatever, but this is a location-based game. You're supposed to, go somewhere and do something and see something. And, uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, but you're, but he's, 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 he's right. There is definitely some loopholery out there, not just in our game, of course, but, but in plenty of other places. Yeah. Chris of the Northwest there, before you move on, I got to say, when I heard that there was a different type of holery that went through my mind (laughs) with relation to that kind of playing of geocaching, but we can talk about that off air. (laughs) It's like playing Monopoly and landing on somebody's space with a hotel. Well, I didn't intend to land here, so I don't think I should have to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, GSM times two says, as a result of that blog, I no longer think if I find part of a cache, then I can claim the find. So let you know, you're having an influence in the community. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we put this in there too, but you know, we're not going on search and destroy missions to try to find out if someone logged a cache that they only found the attachment or what have you. Uh, we're just trying to to make it clear what the expectations are. You know, for instance, I, I gosh, a couple of times in the last month, I've gotten emails from cache owners that have said, hey, I saw you DNF'd my cache. Uh, I went out and checked it. It was missing. So feel free to go ahead and log a find on it. And I don't, I don't do that because I didn't find anything. Mm-hmm. I, I don't personally, I mean, I, I guess I appreciate the offer, um, but yeah, I didn't find something and I didn't sign a log and therefore I don't feel like I should be, I should be logging it um, because the log type has found it and I didn't find it. So yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've done that same kind of thing with a group and like, well, three of us will go get that one and three of us will go get that one and we can all log both. And I was like, I didn't actually see that one or something. No, right. you log it if you want. I'm, I'm not going to. Right. That was definitely one of the, one of the examples that we gave in the, in that 
uh, in that first blog was was about group caching because we get a lot of complaints about that where uh, people will say that, hey, uh, there was this group that came out and a bunch, some of them found my cache, but some of them didn't because they were off finding a different one and then they all logged everything. And, you know, at the end of the day, if that group's name is on the log, there's, that's it. I mean, they're, they, yeah. they, they can log the find, but again, we wanted to make it clear, here's what the expectation is. Even if you read the guidelines and you think, oh, I just have to have my name in the logbook. That's, and I'll just have my friend 500 miles away, sign my name into the logbook. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we're not going to be able to maybe, maybe do anything about it, but please understand that's not what the expectation is of this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, another topic that you talk about that is somewhat confusing. In fact, it's confusing to me are logging trackables or, you know, moving trackables into uh, collections and such. Uh, there are some great tips here. Can you give us a brief 30 second takeaway? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, brief 30 second takeaway. Um, well, a couple of things that we, that we tried to hit on. And again, this is, I think for most of your listeners is, is, is probably obvious stuff, but uh, you know, just making sure that you can help with a mission or destination before you pick one up. Uh, I have a, used to have a bad habit of, I would come across one and think, oh, okay, I'll pick it up. And when I get back home, I'll, I'll definitely take it to, to the next cache. But I would get back home and look up the mission and find, oh, gosh, it was going the opposite direction of, of me. Uh, that's not cool. Um, trying not to hold a trackable longer than necessary. I, I don't think in, most people try to do that, but uh, sometimes it happens, and it's just kind of a reminder to try to uh, – to keep those moving as best that, that, that you can. Um, not placing trackables in caches that are, that are prone to muggles. Again, that's, that's a tough one, as we all know. Uh, I think the way I said it was it's more of an art than a science. Um, but just doing the best you can to, uh, you know, sometimes you'll be like, oh, I've had this thing. I really need to get, I need to put it in something. But it maybe isn't the best idea to just put it in the first cache that you find. Um, uh, and the, the biggie was not sharing trackable codes with that, without the owner's permission. Um, you know, unfortunately sometimes codes get on, uh, on those big lists of codes that people hand around at events sometimes. And, you know, some owners are okay with that, but oftentimes it's done without permission. And we wanted to make it clear that that is not cool. Mm-hmm. Was there, maybe I missed it earlier on, was there a bit about um, giving a little bit of time when you pick up a trackable? Yeah, that you're, yes, you're right. That, that is one of the, one of the things um, that uh, if you find a trackable that's just been logged into a, that's just been dropped into a cache, like somebody might've been there an hour before you were and they dropped it in there and uh, you find it and immediately officially retrieve it you know, with a, with a online log. And if you don't give that previous person a chance to drop it into the uh, cache, then that can, you know, screw up the mileage and, 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 and stuff like that. So just giving people an opportunity to drop it in there. And, you know, I've had a couple of instances in the past where I might wait a few days and they still haven't done it. And I might 
send that person a message and say, hey, I found this trackable in this cache and uh, you were the last one to have it. Do you want to you want to drop it in there so that we can keep everything good for that trackable owner so that that journey can be properly documented? Can I just say at, for that particular one in particular, as a uh, hashtag geocache road trip GPS cacher myself, Amen, brother. Uh, I am sick and tired of people grabbing trackables from me because I haven't logged it into the cache the same day that I dropped the freaking trackable into the cache. Like, just relax. It's okay. You can give it a couple of days. And I love your message of, hey, you know what? If this is still in the in the possession of somebody, send them a message. Maybe they're on a road trip and they haven't logged their caches yet. I don't right, know. Right, Yeah. You guys, uh, I don't know. About oh, that. pet peeve. Duh, that was a pet peeve right there. <laughs> Simple. Don't be <laughs> uh, Okay. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to leave this anonymous. But somebody <laughs> in the chat has said, I know someone who has one of my trackables in his possession and has never logged it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, really, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So, well, next question. Moving, right moving on to <laughs> some other things, like other things to remember, as you mentioned at the end of the article, some really important insights about replacing caches, logging dates, webcams, and having discussions is a polite term in the logs. Now, hopefully we all know how to replace caches as found and it makes the most sense to have the person who found it put it back because they're the ones that knows how it goes. And logging caches on specific dates is, is or correct dates is important so people don't conf get confused with all that. But could you explain a little bit about webcams and discussions in the logs? <laughs> yeah, so uh, webcams... Again, that's something that we hear a lot about, uh, that people log webcams with with uh, selfies rather than with, mm. uh, with a webcam photo. It's very clear in the guidelines that a webcam can be logged once you have taken a photo with the associated webcam. Yeah. The log type is webcam photo taken. It is not selfie photo taken. Uh, I per, I totally understand myself that it's frustrating if you get to a webcam and it's broken or it's down or it's or pointed the wrong way pointed the wrong way or, you know it's, <laughs> or it's hey I had an experience in uh, Idaho this last week uh, there was one on the BYU uh, Idaho campus where is that is that in a uh, Rexburg yes Rexburg I've uh, been there and there's a webcam inside a testing center. Ah, and I arrived. So it's inside a building. It's in a, in a testing, in a room where people take, well, it's not in the room where they take the test. It's in the room where they, it's like the waiting area. Okay. And so I had looked up the hours. It was open from eight to five. Uh, and I was even wondering if it would be open 4th of July week, but I got there and my gosh, the campus was hopping with people. It was I even think maybe the day before the 4th of July, I was amazed. I thought for sure the campus would be empty because of the holiday, but there were a lot of people. So I felt good about that. I go into the building, I found the room and there's a, a, 
a sheet on the door that has the hours that I had seen on the website, but it was missing, uh, or there was a, uh, there something that wasn't on the website was that it was closed for devotional from, I think, mm. 12 to 3 each Monday wow. and Tuesday. And I was there at like 210 and I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Well, uh, I mean, I the thing that would have been kind of the loopholery <laughs> way of doing it would have been maybe I would have tried either taking a selfie of myself next to the door, or maybe I would have, you know, tried to make myself visible somehow through the little window in the door. I don't know. I've seen both those things done, but it was like, no, I gotta, I'm gonna have to wait an hour and yeah. come back and 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 do this the right way because that's what the intent that's what the intended experience is is for me to be inside this room yeah. and take a picture with that webcam and so you know that's 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 what it, we did so um it took me years and i'm not exaggerating years to finally get a webcam photo at the high five over i5 in downtown <laughs> right. seattle because every time i was there it was the wrong way i was and never pointed the right way yeah there's lots of selfies and other things and i thought nope i'm not going to do it and yeah, we finally all, got it recently. It was great. Totally. I mean, I, I think we all can can sympathize with that. We've all had that experience yeah. where there was just a webcam that wasn't doing what we needed it to do. And and so again, we just wanted to because I think especially I think most experienced players know what the expectation is, but webcams are just so desired because of their rarity that you hate to admit or you hate to just have to say, "Oh, I I, it, it isn't working. I just have to walk away from this one. Nobody yeah. wants to walk away from a cache, especially a rare one. Um, but the problem, you know, sometimes is that, uh, and I had this experience as a newer player was that I would see all these selfie pictures on in, in logs. And that's, I just assumed that was okay. You know, yeah. that if it wasn't working, you just take a selfie, you know, and we just wanted to make it clear, Hey, here's the expectation. Here's the log type. Here's what the guidelines say. And again, we're not going to, we, we don't go on search and destroy missions, but a, a webcam cache owner, the expect they're as part of their cache ownership responsibility is to monitor logs. And if people, somebody's posting a selfie, technically that's not supposed to be a log. So um, we just wanted to make that expectation uh, out there for people that might not be aware of it. I think it's good you communicated that because yeah. speaking for myself, like you said, Roger, even until quite recently, I actually assumed that was an okay uh, option if a webcam was down or broken or disabled or whatever, that, that you could still log it that way with the selfie. Um, and in fact, I think I've even seen some webcam cache pages where it has actually said, yeah, if this is, you know, if this isn't working for you, just log a selfie. And I didn't realize that that's actually not technically correct until very recently. And um, one of my hashtag geocache road trip crew, uh, who happens to also be a reviewer, um, was very adamant about that point. While two, two of us on the road trip were like, oh, man, we'll just do a selfie. Everybody else has been doing a selfie at this one. We'll do a selfie. We'll get a webcam here at this place. Like there's almost no webcams around. It's like, guys, no, don't do it. And this is why. I'm like, ah, fine, okay. <laughs> now, if the webcam says by the cash owner, if it's not working, take a selfie. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I would, but 
That feels pretty gray area, but yeah, exactly. Well, the cash owner says go ahead and do it, and they're they're the you know that's where the the buck stops. Or the well, what I can photo. what I can tell you is when we've had situations like that brought to our attention, we will email the cash owner and remind them uh, of what the guidelines say and there that they go. need to remove that from the from the cash page. So okay. again, we don't we don't go on search and destroy, but when that's brought to our attention. That's how we handle it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, guys, we oh, are... and then and, and then you also asked about yes a, the about uh, yeah yeah cash pages discussion forum. So that's again something that comes up every so often where people will get into a passionate debate on the cash page using write note logs, um, and that's not what logs were were built for. Uh, that's what the discussion forums were built for. That's what, of course, there's plenty of Facebook groups out there and Reddit and whatever where you where you can discuss stuff. But uh, the logs are supposed to be for just talking about your experience at the cache. And I think one thing that we try to keep in mind is that when somebody goes to a cache, uh, or if you're preparing to go to a cache, you're looking at the logs to help you either uh, I, I'm sure you guys have had many times where oh, I can't find this cash. Maybe I'll find something in the logs that'll help me. Uh, or if I'm about to go out and look for it, I might read the logs to help me prepare for the experience. But if I have to uh, scroll through uh, and separate the wheat, the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, uh, scrolling through, if there's a discussion going on between people about the cash that has nothing to do with, what I'm looking for, again, that's not what that's not what the purpose of those logs is. So we're just trying to remind people that if if you need to have a a, a debate or whatever uh, about the cash, then there are better places to do it than the than than the logs. Yep. And those right note logs will never become a geocaching log of the week or <laughs> touche. There you go. You're not going to get your badge by writing a lot of those. All right. And as Chris in the Northwest said, um, there's just so much more to talk about. Um, Rock Chalk, we're going to invite you back for another episode to talk about the second blog um, that we're not, we didn't even get to tonight. <laughs> we're, we're way over time because we've had so much fun talking to you. We talked a lot about mystery. Uh, no. Yes. Mystery. At the museum. <laughs> I always want to say night at the museum. I just, I always want to say that. If you did it with all night caches, that's fine. Ooh. Ooh. Next promotion. You should all do right. it with all mystery caches. All right. So mystery at the museum was fun. We had a lot of fun talking about that. You gave us a lot of insights. It's been very helpful. We segued into the first of the two blog articles around geocaching etiquette and had some really great conversation. The chat's been amazing. They've been on fire tonight. They're very excited about both topics. And we're going to get into the third uh, blog, or the third topic we had for tonight, which is the second blog. Wow, that's confusing. Um, which is going to be about cash ownership and the etiquette around cash ownership. And we're going to get you, if you're okay with it, Rock Chalk, come back another night. Sure. All right, we're going to schedule it back another night. We're going to talk about cash ownership etiquette. Um, we had lots of questions about that, and I know you had them prepped. So thank you for doing the legwork and being ready. And sorry we went so long tonight. 
Oh, it's been, it's been, I, I enjoy talking about this stuff and, and it was interesting hearing your guys' questions and, and uh, yeah, it's, I, I think these are all topics that mm-hmm. as passionate cashers that we all are, it's, it's kind of endless discussions for us, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about trying to mentor the new cashers, but it doesn't really happen. I mean, the new cashers pop in through the app or, you know, read something online, go, oh, this is fun. And, you know, in their exuberance, don't quite understand the guidelines and and the etiquette. So it's, I think this is a, is a good topic to bring up to, you know, educate not only the new ones, but, you know, even old guys like me can learn something. Old dogs learn new tricks? No, but an old guy can learn a new thing or two every now and again. <laughs> All right. Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, Rockstar, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, we're going to get some contact info, info from you in a few moments. Um, when Jim does his usual end of the show, where do people find you stuff? That's great. I'm looking forward to that. This has been a lot of fun and all you guys on the chat have been amazing. You've asked some fantastic questions. You've had a lot of fun in the chat. We've seen that happening and we just thank you guys for joining us. And of course, as always, we want to take a moment to thank the Land Sharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. Landsharks.ca is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or hey, go in person visit their store in beautiful Victoria, British Columbia. They are open six days a week except holidays and they ship online orders every day. We also want to thank our faithful Denali level supporters. Um, we're going to uh, we're going to go through all of those. And uh, of course, off the start, it's Land Sharks, JP's Geo Designs, Limax, and thanks for submitting the glow tonight. Or no, it wasn't a glow, it was an audio. He sent mm-hmm. me the audio yeah. Uh, Team Squirrel and WorldCaching.com. Folks, if you want to know more about supporting the show, click the Patreon link on the CachingNW.com website. That's right. Mm-hmm. And these people have we, in our... Yeah. Well, Go for it, buddy. Sorry. our patrons, <laughs> we'd like to thank Broncos Fan for Life. Sprouter. Camp Clan. Tick Magnet. Kev MacD. Subway Mark. Doramore. Dune Buddy. Kid Vegas 19. GeoNav Pros. Wino Seattle. Akerdoc. Billy Robinson. Genies. Anteus. Keats94, who went to bed. <laughs> Trexer Zero. MC3Cats, who is up on Vancouver Island. Oh. Kennel Barb. M Nerve. Wet Coaster and Green Words. Segehove. Alarobic. Oh, Keepers of the Cash Flow. I'm not paying attention that this actually spans multiple pages now. All right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Keepers of the Cash Flow. Who did submit the glow for tonight, right? Yes, they did. There you go. Uh, Highlands Guy. The Geo Travelers. Boomer 365. GSM times two. Very active in the chat tonight. Kitty Quest. And our newest patron. Thank you very much. T Sayer. All right. Well, until next week, fine gentlemen. I'd like to throw out some contact information if people want to reach out and ask more questions or, you know, send us hints and tips. No. No discussions. Huh? <laughs> no earth cash answer. No. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't make me come find you. <laughs> Throw it out to our guest first, Rock Shock. Where could people reach out and get in touch with you? Uh, I'm on Instagram uh, at Geo Rock Chalk. Um, that's as good a place as any. Awesome. Line Monkey. 
I'd say just go to at Geo Rock Chalk or at, at Mrs. Rock Chalk's uh, Instagram account, which is one of my favorites. But uh, if you want to find me, uh, landmonkey.ca. Also, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, it's at landmonkeygc. And of course, YouTube, L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y, landmonkey on YouTube. Wits end, my friend, where do people find you? Here on Thursday nights. Or Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, geocaching.com. Wits end on most places. Chris of the Northwest. Well, on Twitter and Facebook, I'm Cashing in W. Instagram, I'm Cashing in the Northwest. Better yet, head on over to cashingnw.com slash hosts. See that slashing mark there? Yeah. Wow. And read our bios, find all those links that we just mentioned and a few secret ones, which we don't tell anybody about. But most of all, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Cashing in the Northwest. Don't forget that you can be part of the show. Call 253-693-TFTC. Leave us a comment. Ask us a question. Buy us a free Slurpee any time of the day or night. Of course, you can email us at feedback at cashingnw.com. Your support helps keep the quality shows coming. If you like this show, please click the Patreon link on the cashingnw.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Give us a thumbs up or a review. This show is produced by Chris Umfenauer, Jim Paulwitz, and Jay Kennedy. The show is licensed under a Creative Commons Attributions 3.0 license, copyright 2019 by Chris Umfenauer. And folks, we ask you to stay tuned for The After Show. The After Show. And we're going to keep The After Show very short because we went a little longer in the show show. We did. Show show. That's right. The, the show. The main show the present show. Yes. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> um, we've got a couple of things. Kev MacD says taunting is not good etiquette. Of course <laughs> not. And I think we talked about that a little bit through the right logs. Um, of them, we already had one. <laughs> Keats 94 says, anybody get a free Slurpee today? Yes. Yeah. No, not me, but you know, my, but but uh, you stole one from your son. And so I stole it from him. <laughs> and uh, I am. Oh, sorry. Where are you going? Rock Chalk, did you get your free Slurpee today? No, I did not. I uh, All that bike riding? You had to I go. Know, right? I totally could have afforded a Slurpee uh, calorie wise, <laughs> but no, I uh, I did. I'm not. I was kind of like with Wits End. I'm, I'm not really a, a Slurpee guy. It's, it's hey. not really my thing. Yeah, it's just kind of a. I remember when I was a kid, I was really into him, but. Um, yeah, just kind of not my, but then you go my up. thing. Right. But when like Baskin Robbins does their 31st of the month, like special, I think they do like a dollar 99 cone or something. I don't know what it is, but, uh, that's the one I'm more attracted to. I, I didn't know they did that. I have to make a comment here, uh, because I am a follower of rock talks, Instagram account and the picture, one of the pictures we were going to talk a little bit about your trip. Maybe what we'll do is we'll talk about your trip on the next time we bring you back on the show. And one of the pictures you posted from your trip was from one of the places you stopped. And I can't remember off the top of my head what the name of the restaurant was, but you had a picture of like the food. And then there was this soft serve cone where there was, oh my gosh. Cone, and then there was this yeah. mountain of soft serve ice cream extending towards the top of the frame of the picture. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was the Mrs.'s uh, ice cream cone, and it was pretty impressive. It was at nice. Zips, which which you see those over oh, yes. in Spoke over in Spokane, and uh, that's where we were. Actually, we were in Cheney at the time, which is you know kind of South, right by yeah. Spokane. Yeah, right. But yeah. Uh, I have family yeah, in Post Falls. Okay, yeah, the Zips so, yeah. Post Falls. Yeah. 
very impressive mountain of, and, and she claimed it was better than the uh, Dairy Queen uh, ice cream cone. So, uh, yeah, it was impressive. I only had a little bit of it, but it was it was nicely constructed. <laughs> <laughs> Go for the Scoops Ahoy USS Butterscotch next. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm ice cream-wise, I'm kind of a person that likes to have something in it, like cookie dough or whatever. And uh, so just... So just straight soft serve isn't normally my thing, so I I left that to uh to her. But um, that's probably but it, why she ordered it. It was safe. That's right, safe from you. <laughs> but if they would have filled that that thing with cookie dough, I would have been all over it. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, let's see. It's hard to follow that. <laughs> uh, we'll follow up with Iham. He says uh, I was writing the Tacoma Link. That's the light rail in Tacoma the other day. And a family in the seats in the next seats, were talking about their next activity. One of the sons goes, are we going to find a geocache? Had to introduce myself. And the mom asked how uh, we folks did caching before smartphones were a thing. <laughs> she was convinced that old school cashers were hardcore. Well, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like some previous episodes we've had. Yeah. But hey. Jim's inventions. Oh, man. Well, and several of the caches that I found in my early days were printed out on the printer and walked, you know, over to the park. Just no device at all. But yeah. Yeah. Zoom in on Google Maps and okay, mm-hmm. it's near this. And yeah, that's close enough. Let's go see if we can find it. Yep. Um, Seabeck Tribe asks, what was the ice cream shop? I'm heading over to Spokane on Monday. Oh, zips. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it it's is not just an ice cream shop. Yeah, right? I think it's a burger joint, isn't it? It's a burger. It, it is, yeah. It's yeah. yeah, burgers and fries and all that stuff, and and then they just happen to have soft serve ice cream. Uh, yeah. So it's it's not like a Baskin Robbins type of a place, um, but pretty good. I it's uh, my wife likes it a lot more than I do usually, but this last time for whatever reason I was kind of a little more into the place than I usually am. So yeah, there, there's a lot of locations. It's a, it's kind of a local chain. So. I know one in the tri cities. Oh, okay. There you go. That's, that's the place cool. I remember it from, but I don't know if I've ever eaten there, to be honest. My I'm favorite. Big, ice- uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying my favorite ice cream story was I'm trying to remember. There's a little community in the Spokane area that when I, my daughter was in college, we would go over and we would, and I'm trying for desperately to remember the name of the community, but there's a movie theater there. It's a small suburb in the town. But anyway, there's an old uh, milk bottle shaped restaurant there that has ice cream. And the thing that cracked us up about it is there were several different chocolate chip, chocolate, this and that. There was at least four different misspellings of chocolate. <laughs> there was chocolate and chocolate. And too late, and it was missing letters and added letters, and it just cracked us up. So um, oh, I can't remember hard. where that was now, but it was hysterical. So what you remember is all the misspellings. No idea the name of the business, but yeah, no, yeah, and I can't it remember that spelled too. Probably was. There oh, was a there was a there was a quaint movie theater along there, and yeah, it'll kind of somebody in the chat will find it. And, uh, I remember Mister Freeze from Perrysburg, Ohio, and you know you'd get soft serve stacked this high on the cone. They were only open seasonally. So they're still there. Went there uh, just over a year ago. Took the kids. Now I have to go upstairs and have some ice cream. You guys are making <laughs> Yeah. I crave it. Your own from your own soft serve machine you have up there? 
Well, yeah. yeah. He probably does. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, right the, beside the beer taps. <laughs> okay, the Garland District. The Garland says, that, um, it's right here, Mary Lou's Milk Bottle. Mary Lou's oh. Milk Bottle. Yeah. It's, it was fun. It's cash only if you're heading over to Spokane, so bring some cash. <laughs> hey, and if you're if you're heading over to Spokane, um, per our previous episodes, mm-hmm. uh, make sure you go do the Spokash Fun Tour. Sounds like a lot of fun. It was. Yeah, we we actually did that last weekend, and, and it is a nice tour. There's some there's some fun caches on there. That's awesome. Did you read the descriptions well? No, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and as a result, I have not found the bonus cash, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just notorious about not, I mean, they were the ones I read were clever, but I'm just, yeah, I, I couldn't be bothered to read through them all <laughs> during the course of the day. I'm terrible. I love tired rock chalk. He's the best rock chalk of all. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you what I really think folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's ten thirty. It has been an hour and a half long show. This has got to be like a marathon record it's, for it's us. Been, it's been fun, Rock Chuck. It's been awesome to hang out with you, um, Jim, Chris, guys. It's so fun to hang out with you guys every night. I really every appreciate week. having this time. Yeah, every week. It feels like it should be every night. But. <laughs> no, it's a little too much. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Nobody needs that much. What's end? Once a week maybe isn't enough, but every day would be too much. There's there's a balance in there. <laughs> Folks, until next week, get out and get caching in the Northwest.